Hello and welcome to the CGF podcast. My name is Louise Chester. I work in the communications team at the Consumer Goods Forum and this is the latest episode in our third season of the podcast where we delve behind the scenes of our work and we share our thoughts about the challenges facing our industry, the planet and its people. The Consumer Goods Forum is a CEO-led organization that helps the world's retailers and consumer goods manufacturers to collaborate alongside other key stakeholders to secure consumer trust and drive positive change. Today, I'm delighted to be chatting to Osgur Tort, CEO of Migras Tikaret, one of our Turkish retailer members. Osgur has recently come to the end of his time as co-chair of the CGF's board, and he was extremely instrumental in our shift to coalitions of action over the past year. So today, I wanted to capture his thoughts on this big moment of transition to a new board leadership and find out where he stands on some of the big industry questions at the moment. Let's dive in. Hello, Osgur. Thank you very much for joining me today. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you, Louise. I'm very well, very excited for today's events. I just started with the team to follow as well. Thank you. Super. Great. So my first question for you then is, is about your leadership at the CGF because you've been leading the, the CGF's board for two years now during this really pinnacle moment of our transition into our coalitions of action. So I just wanted to hear from you your reflections on this period. What do you think has been the biggest success? Thank you. I mean, I think that's a very exciting moment where we had the chance to lead the, the Consumer Goods Forum together with Emmanuel. You know, that was an extraordinary experience, I would put it. Uh, the main thing, obviously, everything has been redefined, right? I mean, within our own companies as well, retailers, manufacturers, service providers, everyone has totally redefined our workflows, our practices. So that is, was the same pretty much for the Consumer Goods Forum team as well. So uh, the maintaining the speed and the pace that we want to achieve with an environment where the working conditions are significantly different, I think one very important message that I want to share, I think we have to congratulate our Consumer Goods Forum team as well, because uh, as the retailers and manufacturers have shifted their own working styles, the team as well has shifted and uh, in this type of remote working circumstances to keeping up the pace was a, was a key, key driver for our success. And I, I'm very glad I'm, I'm proud about the CGF team in that reflection. Obviously, uh, the, the environment where we want to lead was a more result-driven, and uh, that was even before the pandemic. But uh, of course, the idea of focusing for results and uh, having the priorities of every single company in, in a different structure and to have them willingly to invest their time and efforts on the areas that they want to achieve uh, more speed. So that was uh, why the idea of Consumer Goods Forum has to be also in the sense of, and which is the case, to be geared toward preparing the future. That was the main idea. And together with Emmanuel, who is my partner, and I'm glad to have him uh, on board together with myself and the CGF team uh, to go ahead with this coalitions of action structures. And uh, that was pretty much similar to every company, which made it the efforts are more agile, and obviously more action-oriented. That was a, a real 
key towards you know gaining speed and more impact around around the corporations. So the and the environment of today has shown us very clearly, right? Uh, the pandemic forced all of us uh, to to work on a collectivist approach because the challenges are global. The solutions has to be global, and uh, that was the uh, what we have experienced, and we which is now is pretty much ensured that we are working together with as a team of uh, of a self-driven approach. Every coalition has its own steering committee, has their own targets, their own charters, and a schedule and a roadmap to clearly deliver. And the speed is secured within the team itself. So just the orchestration, which is the, which is the Consumer Goods Forum board, uh, which has to just take the helm together, together with the main impacts to be uh, driven and the results are paying back. So this is why I take this two very clear thing becoming more adaptive to the conditions of the new world and new era and being a more result-oriented approach with the practices of every day to become the priorities of every company's their own agenda to focus on the coalitions. I, that was, I believe, the summary of the two years. Super. Thank you so much, Osgo. So I, I, my next question is a bit more specific. It's about one of our coalitions um, at the CGF. And basically, Migros was really very highly responsible for one of the first activations of Collaboration for Healthier Lives Worldwide, that's CHL, with its Migros wellbeing journey. So why was this a significant milestone for Migros and also for this, the CHL, CHL coalition? Uh, thank you for asking this, because uh, I believe uh, the number one agenda for every company who is taking responsibility towards a better uh, planet, towards a better human life, is, is just driven by our health of our consumers, of our shoppers, of our, our own associates. So that is why the, the main, uh, one of the very important coalitions today is uh, collaboration for healthier life and where retailers, manufacturers and next to them, even the economic world and the states are, are taking and have to take more responsibilities towards a better life for everyone. And uh, for Migros, it's, it's the same. Migros has been the leader for the, for this uh, initiatives in different occasions, uh, coming from farming down to do healthier baskets, all of the type of initiatives. And when we are taking the responsibility of representing our country with a with speed of implementation, where we have to showcase that the results are at least measured on a digital environment. And we wanted to secure that there is a behavioral change which is supported by the initiative itself. So that is why the journey has been designed for us by the initiatives of Consumer Goods Forum to have an impact on the healthy lifestyles of our shoppers, but to make sure that it is measurable and the behavior is traceable. So that is why my team has come up with a, with a, uh, with a very great idea, which I'm proud of expressing is a simple mobile app uh, called Wellbeing Journey. And uh, that, that app has a very simple outcome. That outcome is just two pie charts side by side, one of them representing the ideal daily calorie distribution by main food groups, let's call it. And the other one shows the reality of customers own basket. So just, just having two pie charts next to each other 
shoppers can easily benchmark what is relatively ideal and what is the actual. And uh, that triggers what we call the behavior change. And uh, in order to come up with such uh, clear guidance, we, that the, the, the second part of the agenda is, of course, a collaboration with our manufacturers who will be just helping us towards changing these behaviors, which is by promoting some products which are not matching and not matching the balanced diet of the, of the shopper. So in, in that reflection, I will put it on one side, a great data usage, clear algorithm, which makes it a kind of a everyday learning mechanism of the shopping behavior on each category by calories and representing the behaviors. And the other one part of it is a great collaboration with our manufacturing partners in the country. This is more than 50 of them right now supporting the app to, to come up with personalized offers. So the, but, uh, the outcome is, is very clear for us. We reached already 2.5 million customers following the app. And uh, we can uh, proudly express that at least we can just represent a measurable behavior change and hopefully to have an impact on our shopper's life in a, in a unique implementation case. That's very interesting. You started to talk about consumer behavior there. One of my questions to come is going to tap into that. But first, Osgur, I wanted to switch gears and actually speak to you about food waste because Migras is also one of our most active members on the topic. And you've recently amplified your engagement with your wider supply chain uh, on the issue. So would you mind telling me a bit about your actions and initiatives on food waste? Sure, uh, Louise. I think uh, every retailer, every manufacturer are doing today a lot of initiatives around food waste. And I'm proud that especially the large entities are becoming much more aware. The major idea here, we are doing a lot of efforts, but has to have a kind of a real guided roadmap towards a clear agenda. I think the Food Waste Coalition is just realizing this. And uh, since there are already existing several different efforts to combine them into one roadmap with a proper charter and clear guidance levels. And the, the idea is very clear. There is a target for all of us, which is a totally based on our individual cases and represented by willingness. And that idea is just to halve our food waste by 2030. So that is, of course, a, a very clear target. And uh, you should be just getting ready before giving the target because the measurability is everything. And next, you have to take your own actions, which can be several different practices all around the world. And uh, which is a one clear gain of these coalitions because we are learning from each other very greatly. I think geographical representations uh, are, are representing a very clear advantage here for Consumer Goods Forum all around the globe. Every single initiative shared within the steering committee and exchange to become a kind of a new roadmap towards a better impact. So in, in that representation, we, we already had our own initiatives, like every retailer, and uh, especially for perishable categories, where the automated ordering is very key, and uh, the, the, an automatic discounting system towards the end of life of the product, and, and uh, to, to, to make sure that the, the goods are at least become more useful uh, before they wrapping up uh, from the shelves. 
So that initiative is already taking us around annually more than 5,000 tons of goods to be, to be structured and to be much more efficient and less uh, in, uh, realized food waste in that representation. So there are, of course, several other initiatives like food donations. I'm sure that food banks are becoming very widely available in every country. And uh, within the digital platform, which makes sure that the product necessity of food bank versus which location is providing what type of food, food structures, uh, which is a nice matching digital platform again for a collaboration. And uh, we, are, we, are, we are also experiencing a great learning around here. And anyway, another 1.2 thousand uh, tons are saved from, from such structures for food banks. And of course, it's other initiatives like feeding stray animals from the leftover foods and of course, inedible parts, uh, which is also just helping us in order to, to provide some biogas plants, uh, some raw materials, etc. So this uh, WRI initiative, which is just a clear targeting, it gives us a, a sense of a much sensitive, but much more clear expectation around 10, 20, 30, and which makes every uh, responsible retailer has a great uh, attraction. So that uh, delivers a, a message about 10 retailers from different parts of the world, representing minimum 20 of their manufacturers for the target of halving their uh, food waste by 2030. So uh, for, for such initiative, we are leading our efforts in Turkey, and we already have more than 23 suppliers, and they are voluntarily included into the initiative to support our target. And of course, uh, next to it, of course, there might be some additional initiatives. And I'm also seeing that is also coming uh, widely implemented, which is post-harvest losses to be decreased, because we know that whole, whole crop purchase uh, type of new purchasing initiatives are helping us for, for such type of uh, significant gap on the supply chain and which is uh, on one side of the world, there's a hunger issue on the other side of the world. Uh, there is a, a significant harvest loss coming from a calibration of calibration efforts of the goods. So all these type of uh, new structures, of course, uh, with, a, with a proper system to be tackled and supported by relevant financial tools in order to support small farmers, uh, of course, is, is another dimension to make sure that uh, the large retailers are not just working with large manufacturers only, uh, because at the end of it, especially fresh perishables are, are represented in several different parts of the world, not just with the large producers, but also small and medium enterprises and small and medium farmers to be represented under their association. I think uh, that is also very relevant for a lot of emerging market countries today to make sure that significant new organizations around getting together uh, farmers under associations, cooperatives, to make sure that they are also financially supported under one umbrella, to make sure that the post-harvest uh, issues are tackled in a much structured manner uh, in, a, in a better environment. So I trust that this transformation in the, in, within the food system uh, is also helping not just hunger issues, but also at the same time, a healthier environment, because since the wastes are, are less, you can be just make, make, making sure that your, your impact around the, on the planet 
regarding the carbon issues and all the electricity usage and especially water usage also will be at the same time impactful so which is another very key advantage of consumer goods forum your one initiative around food waste is also helping another initiative regarding deforestation or some other areas as well yes everything is so linked isn't it well thank you Oscar, for sharing uh about your very, very comprehensive food waste strategy. And it's really interesting that you mentioned post-harvest losses, because that's obviously something that our Food Waste Coalition is really starting to focus on more and more. So my next question to you is going back to something you mentioned earlier, and that's consumer behavior. Obviously, this is really continuing to shift. It always does, but especially because of the, the, the pandemic that we are still unfortunately in. So where do you believe that companies need to start applying more focus to keep up with this, this shift in behavior? That's a very relevant discussion nowadays. Well, the Global Summit has started and uh, I'm hearing some very specific remarks coming from the, from the behavior shift and which part of it will, will, will be sustained, which part of it might go backward. Uh, there are very clear, uh, clear outcomes of the pandemic environment. Uh, that's one thing that all the shoppers, regardless of their income level, they are much more concerned about their health. And uh, in, 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 as a reaction and as a consequence of it, they are much more concerned of what they are shopping, what is the content, and the way they, they just have their own recipes uh, to feed themselves. So that is why that, that idea of uh, having a healthier food and healthier meal and having a representation of much more transparency regarding the product content is a definite trend that will be just taking more place and that will be just sustained as a new definition of business model, which makes a clear impact for our manufacturing partners, our retailers to be much more transparent on information sharing and regarding both in physical stores and at the same time our online initiatives. Uh, that's put in hand, of course, in one side, this digitalization of uh, shopping is, is of course a, was a, a clearly hike on, on the very hot times of the pandemic environment. So uh, we know that a lot of shopping behavior has shifted and especially for elder segments, uh, which is very interesting that a significant number of elder customers are shifted already and they are maintaining their behavior uh, to, to continue shopping online. There's another trend of immediate shopping there are new initiatives coming up into the market every day in every, in every market. So this type of new initiatives uh, partly will continue for sure. And uh, on, on that reflection of it, of course, there will be a cost element next to the new initiative side. So what, what I would assume for a, for a shifting behavior on the shoppers, of course, the day-to-day -day life will go back and uh, we will be mm. just uh, very clearly seeing this already happening, people are already going back to the stores, uh, they are going back to the restaurants, they are going back to the shopping centers. So which means that everyday life behavior will go back to, to normal uh, as a quicker pace. But some of the behavioral uh, changes will, will be just keeping as the same, mm. considering the environment where the weekly shopping, the plant shopping can go more online. So that is, that is why just the implementation of more efficiency-based driven supply chain will take place 
And of course, we should bear in mind that people were ready and shoppers were ready to pay an extra because they were very careful about their health and their safety. So that is why an immediate buying and immediate servicing a relatively costly offer might be tolerated during the time of pandemic. But when we go back to our normal lives, I think the pricing and the regular shopping behavior of the weekly planned shopping we go back and the initiatives around more efficient system on the supply chain, which is again giving a better pricing environment, go back to shoppers' regular day-to-day -day necessities. So that is why this type of two challenge at the same time on one side, go back to digitalization as much as possible to critically establish your strong ties with your customers, but at the same time, make sure that your systems or supply chains are efficient enough to provide a, a better pricing for the shoppers and because that is always the same case for our manufacturing partners and retailers has to provide a better offer in terms of variety, in terms of price and in terms of freshness of the goods. So that, that type of uh, everyday expectations will continue to, to be the same and even more challenging for, for retailers, which are maybe at the heart of a disruptive moment from different type of new technologies. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. Yes, it's certainly going to be so interesting to see just within the next year or the next five years how things do shift and how some things, as you said, will definitely go back to normal. I'm going out to a restaurant for the first time tonight. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> yes, it would, it's, yeah, it's going to be strange. So my my next question i'm starting to add these final few questions for you oscar are a little bit more personal i would like to see if you have a, a piece of advice that you would like to share with the new co-chairs of the cgf board um, i think I, I was very lucky together with uh, together with the cgf team and our new coming co-chairs james and daniel uh, gave us a great chance to have a smooth transition and we already start working with them in the last one month, which is very clear and which is a great gain for, for CGF cultures. And when we already started exchanging and the idea was very clear and the main mainstream in the work in the last couple of years, as I expressed, shifting the organization of Consumer Goods Forum into coalitions of action. And I think the eight coalitions which are up and running right now are great initiatives pandemic has proven that we are doing the right efforts and the topics and the focus areas are clearly the exactly the right ones that we need to focus. The outcome after here is, of course, once the, all these type of initiatives are established, I think we have to be just making sure that the focus is continuing. Uh, the global challenges are I mean, numberless. I mean, we can just have an endless initiative, but keeping the focus is very critical. We make sure that at least this eight initiative are just keeping up. And I think both James and Daniel are in the same perspective. And now next to it, of course, we will be just supporting with all of our uh, power and strong messages to make sure that this is the right time to deliver uh, the, the clear impact. Because uh, we are, when all this type of initiatives has been strongly supported by the board members, all the other rest of the member organizations. It is the perfect time, and especially with the help of, I will call it the opportunity after pandemia, is also giving us a new chance to make sure that we are 
having more attention from the consumer world and at the same time the, the, the regular state driven initiatives which might be also helpful in some case to guide them to the right direction to be invested in, in cases like food waste, in cases like plastic waste, in cases of collaboration for healthy lives and in, in every category. So uh, I, I, would, I would be just having the main idea and we already exchanged with them. I'm glad to have their perspective is representing even a much higher impact building. And we have a great chance of being a more regional effort. And I trust that especially Daniel's perspective coming from China will, will deliver us a new regional perspective regarding uh, what we call the China speed. <laughs> and I, yeah. and I, will, I will trust uh, that that speed is also to be translated into our actions uh, in a similar manner. Super. So we don't have too much time. I wondered whether you you had anything to share on for my next question. That is, what are, what are your hopes for the next 10 years? It's rather a big question when we don't have too long left. Um, your hopes for the next 10 years, that could be for the CGF, it could be for the industry or indeed the, the planet. I think that's a very really brilliant question where we need another 30 minutes to answer. Yes, <laughs> we do. Okay. We'll do a part two. <laughs> the main idea and how that's our responsibility in as a, as a private sector, as a global organization, everyone has a, a great responsibility to, to keep our shoppers, our associates health and the planet health to the direction. And pandemic has proven that we have that responsibility. And the great news is that we have responded very well. I think uh, the, the, the speed of vaccination, the courage of food retailers, grocers, and the food producers to maintain in this environment as a kind of a duty, I will call it. It is not any longer like a, a specific economic well-being that you are running a food retail business or food manufacturing business or FMCG business, but it is like a duty that your new role is to sustain people's life and uh, to make sure that you are there. And I think that has, that has given us uh, a, a great advantage to work and to collaborate. And that has been the case and we have experienced it. I'm just a simple, very good case that we just let's call it remember last year about uh, earlier beginning of last year, we heard a lot of news coming from China and retailers and CPGs, they have learned a lot from China, even they experienced uh, the case in their own countries, they start learning from our friends in China. So uh, that's the same for Italy, we'll start learning from Italy and Europe in some other destinations where even before uh, the cases are starting to happen in our own country. So, which means that there is a, there is a great working together environment already succeed, successfully managed. And what I hope is just to maintain this, of obviously in a non-competitive base, but at the end of it, to make sure that we use our great empowered, uh, strong muscles towards a better planet and better human life structures. Brilliant. So my final question for you, also quite a personal one, uh, but I think it's a good one. So what keeps you inspired and motivated to, to get out of bed every day and keep doing your job? I think uh, for, for my own company, I, I guess the adaptability of my team 
and I, I'm really proud of my team in that sense, and uh, which is that in any case, uh, the food retail industry is very dynamic. I mean, the replenishment cycles, the issues around the shoppers, and I, I believe the adaptability and the agility of our teams are, are, are keeping us proud and their courage, I will call it, to, to change their uh, business models and to, to make sure that their duties run for, for helping our shoppers. Well, thank you so, so much. It's been really great to hear your unique insight as a, as a board co-chair. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for your really hard work and commitment to the, to the CGF as we moved into the, this new era. So many thanks to you for that and just for speaking to me today. Thank you, Osgore. Thank you, Louise, and uh, congratulations for the all Consumer Goods Forum team and our uh, all member organizations to maintaining our speed and our, our regular responsibilities day to day again for, for this new purpose-driven organization. Thank you indeed. If you would like to find out more about our work at the Consumer Goods Forum, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the podcast for more episodes coming very soon. Thank you for listening and bye for now.